Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. I'm so glad that you've joined us. Let me ask you a question. Do you ever wonder if the church stands a chance today? If your church stands a chance? Can Christianity survive in a world where powerful forces run counter to it? Or will the church be brushed off into a little corner of America's history like an ancient artifact? Interesting to study, but useless for the present day. As we continue in our study of Dr. Luke's book, known as Acts, we find this fledgling church under a threat. And so what we want to do today is examine where the threat comes from. Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. And as they were speaking to the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. You know, one of the things that should be coming clear to us is that God does not prevent threats and attacks from coming upon the church. Just like he doesn't always prevent hard times or suffering from coming upon you as an individual. And as we walk through the book of Acts, that's going to become more clear. But we oftentimes act surprised or even offended when the church is threatened or reviled or mocked. We shouldn't be. Jesus said in John chapter 15 that a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. And so in some great regard, the church, until Jesus returns, will always be under a threat. And Jesus has promised that threats from the outside will not destroy his church. Jesus has promised to build his church. There will always be a visible expression of Jesus' church on the earth. And if Jesus is building, nobody can knock it down. And they can't come by saying, it doesn't belong here. Jesus will build his church. So does the church stand a chance in a world where it is constantly threatened and powerful forces oppose it and seek to eliminate her? Well, yes. But what I want us to see is that threats arise, not just from the outside, but from seemingly unusual places. Who is it that is so disturbed by the commotion taking place in the temple? Well, it's the priests and the Sadducees and the scribes, the religious leaders of the day, the gatekeepers of the Word of God. You have priests, Levites. They were the ones who were probably on duty that day to assist people with their sacrifices. These were the ones who were to know the role of the sacrifice and explain its significance to the people. And then you have the captain of the temple. To serve as the captain of the temple was a special honor. It was usually seen as a stepping stone to becoming the next high priest. He was second in the priestly hierarchy, helping the high priest in all ceremonies and serving as his alternate. He also had the responsibility for keeping order on the temple grounds. And then you have the Sadducees, the conservative keepers of the Torah. All of these men were religious leaders of the day, all steeped in knowledge of God's word. And they were the ones that were frustrated and annoyed with Peter and John because the apostles were speaking of the resurrection of Jesus, even though his resurrection was an undeniable truth. Not only was the resurrection an undeniable truth, there was a man walking around in front of them that had legitimately been healed. Yet, those religious leaders resisted the message of Peter and John. And here's what we need to understand. No matter the reality, no matter the facts put right in front of people, 
They will oftentimes choose their own wisdom, their own pride. Paul tells the church at Corinth that the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. For they are folly to him and he's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So be prepared, church. The people we sometimes least expect will resist the work of Christ. So what do you do? You continue to proclaim the gospel and pray that the Holy Spirit moves upon their hearts. So when you pray today, please remember B.J. Sanders and his wife, Jill, and their kiddos, Sophie and Graham, as they live out a great adventure in Papua New Guinea. Also remember the Nabit broadcast in Burkina Faso and Ghana. Thank you.